Father God, we feel your presence here this morning. What an awesome thing to experience your indwelling in your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask that you would be in the remainder of this time together, that you would be with Kurt as he shares the word that you've put on his heart, that our hearts would be open, we would receive the word that you've prepared for us, that you will help us to instill your word in our heart, Lord, so we can be the men and women that you would have us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. I apologize if I sound a little off. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, so please bear with me. <clears throat> but uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Lindsay, uh, Pastor Lindsay is at a women's conference right now, uh, and she gave me a text last night uh, and uh, kind of a status report of what's going on. And uh, during their time down there, uh, three ladies have been baptized, and they have prayed healing over 40 other women. And so I think it's just a, a really great opportunity for us to praise God for what he is doing uh, down in Arizona in these ladies' hearts. And that is just phenomenal to hear. Um, but welcome to week three of our sermon series, Wiz Dumb. I did have to practice that myself. Uh, make sure I didn't say the wrong thing. But uh, for those of you who have been joining with us, we have been reading a chapter of Proverbs a day. That has been our daily challenge since we've started. And for those of you who are with us or may have fallen behind, today we are on chapter 14. And so uh, just to kind of make sure that you, if you guys have fallen behind, it's okay. You can either read and catch up or just start on chapter 14. But if you've been following along in, chapters, or, uh, in Proverbs, you understand that Proverbs is a book that is chock full of wisdom. Lindsay called it a grab bag of wisdom, and it's incredibly true. And I think, I think wisdom is something each one of us could probably use a little bit more of in our lives, right? Right? And especially when you see, like, We've see, all seen those crazy labels uh, that were like, why would you even do that? Why is this even a problem? Who would even think about that? Uh, and the problem is they put those on there because either someone has tried it or they're worried someone will. And I've got a few examples of those products. The first one I have is eggs. Uh, allergy advice, warning, contains eggs. Like that, I would think... Logic says eggs, yes, they contain eggs, so I don't understand why they have to put this on there, but it gets better. The second one, uh, caution, do not swallow. I, I never thought that you would have to tell someone, please do not swallow a hanger, but I guess, I guess so. Uh, next we have, ah, so there's iron-ons, and uh, they're telling, please do not iron this on while you're wearing it. You know, that's... Yeah, that, that's skirting a little bit of danger right there. Uh, but last but not least, uh, this was found on a washer, on a clothes washer. Uh, do not put any person in this washer. 
I never thought you would have to say that, but apparently you do. You know, it's a sad commentary on life that we have to have these warnings. Uh, because the truth is, we've all done some pretty stupid things. Uh, you know, we've, you, maybe you've put something on the top of your car, you put your coffee on the top of the car, and as you're driving, you realized the coffee has now adorned itself on your rear view mirror or on your back windshield. Or maybe you ran a light in front of a cop. I didn't do that. Just to be clear, I would never do that. And I only got a warning. <laughs> but hindsight is twenty twenty. we always tell ourselves. We always look and we say, uh, it, it's easy to look back and say, we should have done something different. We, we, we should have done it a little bit better. Uh, but when we look at that, that's not wisdom. Looking back and saying, we did it wrong, that's just plain knowledge. We know we didn't do it right. You see, wisdom does it different the next time. Wisdom takes that knowledge and does something with it. Or at least we learn from someone else's mistakes. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt is quoted to have said, Wisdom is nine-tenths a matter of being wise in time. Most of us too often are wise after the event. Ouch. You see, we've all had those moments where we look back and we cringe and we're like, why did I do that? And if you don't think you've had one of those moments, we're going to play a little game here. It's going to be a fill in the blank, all right? So I'm going to start the statement and then you guys get to say the last word. So we're going to start it off. What was I thinking? Yeah, there we go. I should have known better. Why did I do that? Man, we've all been there. That is the voice of regret if ever I've heard it. And, uh, you know, some of you, I could see maybe the mistakes crossing your mind as you were saying that. And what is the one thing we always say afterward? Let's play this game again. I know not to do it again or next time. Exactly. See, you guys did it too. You made that promise that you couldn't keep. Mm. You see, we promise that next time will be better. We promise that we're never going to do that again. We're going to learn from our mistakes. But do we really? You know, sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. So you might have guessed Today's topic is how to stop being stupid. <laughs> now, full disclosure, I am going to be saying the word stupid a lot. And uh, just so you know, kids, people aren't stupid. What they do is stupid. And we all get a good little chuckle out of this. Uh, but it's important to note that the Bible draws this line. People aren't stupid. What they do is stupid. And so we've been reading through Proverbs, and if you've, been, if you've done any study in Proverbs, the Bible doesn't use the word stupid. It uses the word fool. And so uh, it calls a fool by what he does, not the amount of knowledge. Now, in order to talk about wisdom, we need to talk, a few of, uh, talk about a few of its attributes. Mainly, where do we find it? What does it look like? 
And what does it require from us? And last week, Lindsay started this process in talking about considering the source. Where do we get our wisdom from? And if it's not from God, is it really wisdom? She made the analogy of playing the right rules for the game. Uh, So this is kind of the next logical step. What good are the rules if you're not playing by them? What good are the rules if you're not following them? And so we're going to start off today in the book of Proverbs. Again, big surprise, uh, in chapter 1, verse 7. It says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, to be clear, the fear that we are talking about here, it's not terror fear. It's not Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, ah, kind of fear. It's the fear that comes with respect. And the kind of fear that we have in God is we believe that God is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Now, the fool, however, does not have respect for God. He doesn't have respect for the wisdom that God dishes out to us. And instead, he does not believe what God, he does not believe God is who he says he is. He does not believe that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And we've all encountered this attitude if you've been a teen or been around teenagers before. All too often, teenagers like to push their limits and see, are they really going to do this? Is this really going to happen? Yeah, I have one teenager in here is shaking his head. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> you see, this verse is telling us the, that it is wise to believe that God is who he says he is. Now, I do need to address the elephant in the room. And that is that Christ, being a Christian doesn't automatically make you wise. Christians make dumb mistakes. We laughed at it earlier. We've all been there. Uh, Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Ouch, yeah. You see, we don't always go to the doctor when we should. We don't always listen to our mother. We don't always do all of the things that we know we're supposed to do. And in those cases, we're being fools. We're doing stupid things. You see, refusal to seek wisdom when we should is just plain stupid. And sadly, man, that means I have to go there. I'm sorry, guys. But when there are instruction manuals there, we have to read them. Because, yes, we do. Because you are a fool. You, you, end, up, you end up with, well, that's not what this was supposed to look like. Why do I have an extra screw? Like, the instructions are there for a reason. And now, women, you're not off the hook either. Just because a man opens his mouth, that doesn't mean he's wrong, okay? But, sometimes he is, but not all the time. Okay, but this this verse uses the word foundation, and it's incredibly appropriate uh, because the foundation of our knowledge dictates what our lives look like. And see, Jesus, Jesus makes foundation incredibly important in our lives. And he talks about a parable about two men, two builders, a wise builder and a foolish builder. We can find this story in the uh, book of Matthew, and it says, 
Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And so when we read this verse, there's a lot of things that we can learn from it. But the first thing that we need to address, if you want to know how to stop being stupid, then we need to understand that wisdom comes from humility. You see, Jesus is speaking to a large group of people, and not everyone in this group of people has the same level of access to education. Some of them had more. Uh, There was a, a group of elitists that thought that they knew better than everyone else. These people were called Pharisees, and they held themselves above others, saying that nobody else could teach me what I need to know more, that I am the authority when it comes to living a right life. And I, I, would, I would venture to guess that even some of those Pharisees who knew who Jesus was might have even said in, this heart, in their hearts, what could this Jewish carpenter teach me about God? What could this Jewish carpenter tell me about the secrets of the universe? And the truth is, you can't, You can lead a fool to knowledge, but you can't make him learn. Proverbs 11.2 says, Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And these Pharisees, they got more than their fair share of humiliation at the hands of Jesus. He had a lot to say, but they, they had so much pride. They couldn't even see the wisdom that Jesus had. They couldn't even see the knowledge, the wellspring of life that Jesus was. And because of that, they refused to learn. They were fools. They despised wisdom and discipline. And when we humble ourselves, we find wisdom in places we don't expect. And the moment we discount someone or something from speaking into our lives, the moment we say, what, you ha- what happened to you doesn't relate to me, we are, in effect, we're not allowing wisdom to speak into our lives. We're not learning from maybe someone else's mistakes. You know, a single parent might not be able to tell you how to fix that hole in your wall. They might not be able to tell you what's wrong with your car but I guarantee they have a little bit of insight and wisdom on time management. I bet they have a little bit of insight on what what is a priority and what's not. Now, I will agree, there are some people we should not learn. We should be very selective what we learn from. You don't want to learn woodshop from a three-fingered man. Probably not the wisest idea. You can learn how not to do word shop from a three-fingered man, but there again, we can learn from other people's mistakes. And this leads us to the second thing that we need to understand. In order to stop being stupid, wisdom is not innate. 
Meaning, wisdom does not come naturally to us. We are not born wise. Some of you might have been called wise you-know-whats at a very early age, but you are not born wise. And from birth, we lack the ability to apply the knowledge that we have accrued. Wisdom is a learned practice. You see, in this story, Jesus is teaching these, uh, a large group of people all of these things. This comes at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He has given them all this life-giving knowledge, all of these ways that they, their lives can be transformed. And at the end of this, he is saying, if you integrate all of this, if you do what I have said, if you put it into action, then you are wise. And Jesus is encouraging them to integrate this knowledge, to incorporate it in their lives, to apply it. Because the expectation is they will grow from this. That their lives will be changed. And Jesus expects the same from us. You see, when Titus was young, puzzle or shape puzzles were incredibly difficult. He had a hard time grasping round peg, square hole, does not fit. He had a hard time with that. But as Amanda and I, we began teaching him square pegs go in square holes, round pegs go in round holes. It now has become easier because he has gained that, wiz- that knowledge. And now other shape puzzles are much easier for him because he understands what a shape looks like that dictates the hole it needs to go into. He understands that. And that's the same way that it should be in our walk with God. You see, like Titus, we accrue knowledge in Christ that God then expects us to apply. Proverbs 18.15 says, Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. And the truth is, if we want to be wise, we have to do what wise people do. We have to be ready to learn. And this takes effort, a lot of effort, Jesus uses the analogy of building a house. How many of you guys have ever built a house before? A handful. I, I, uh, I went on a missions trip into Mexico, and I say house, but it was really more like a glorified shack. Uh, but the truth is, lead, in, the, in the months leading up to that point, we had to learn how to hammer a nail. Believe it or not, that is not as easy as it looks. Uh, We had to learn as teenagers how to properly mix concrete. We had to go through all of this stuff, these trainings, so that by the time we got there, we actually knew what we were doing. But it took a lot of effort, especially for a teenager. It doesn't come naturally. Wisdom does not come naturally. And Jesus makes it painfully clear that wisdom comes from the proper application of knowledge. Jesus says, you have heard my teachings. And what, so what he means here is that the knowledge is there. It's all been made, made clear. It's all right there for you. What you do with it, though, determines whether you're a wise or fool. And so the third point we need to know, if we want to stop being stupid, we need to accept that wisdom is knowledge in action. We may know a lot of things, but that doesn't make us wise. 
On Saturday mornings, there was a cartoon that used to play, and I loved it. I had a hard time figuring out when it was on, but that doesn't matter because every Saturday morning, I woke up early just so I could hope to watch this cartoon. And it was called G.I. Joe. <laughs> now in G.I. Joe, there, they had these public service announcements and, in which they would try and teach kids basic moral values. Don't lie. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Things that just try to teach kids how to be good. And at the end of these PSAs, they had very one thing in particular that they said. And I've got a clip. You might have heard it before, but... This is what they say. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. How many of you have heard that before? How many of you guys have ever seen G.I. Joe? How many of you guys know who that was? Which G.I. Joe that was? Nope. Okay, that was Flint. Ha! I knew it. I had to look it up. Sorry. But at the end of these PSAs, they would always say, and knowing is half the battle. Now, if I may, I'm going to rephrase what Flint just said. Knowing is only half the battle. You see, we neglect to realize that applying that knowledge is the other half. Because we've all heard it said, knowledge is power. That's right. But if we stop to think about it, Knowledge isn't really power. What's implied is knowledge in action is power. Because until you do something about that knowledge, it's useless. A book is just a book until someone does something about it. You see, wisdom is applying the knowledge that we have accrued appropriately. You know, we live in a world where knowledge is literally at our fingertips. Are we any wiser for it? You see, you could literally Google how to build a nuclear reactor. I should know I did it. Right there. That is a screenshot of the steps necessary to build a nuclear reactor. Now, I told Lindsay about this point in my sermon, and she, was like, she laughed, and she was like, you know, by doing this, it puts you on some government watch list. And we laughed, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I went home, and I was like, I'm not going to build a nuclear reactor. <laughs> but wisdom tells us how and whether or not we should use this knowledge. And spoiler, if you guys are still wondering if it's okay to build a nuclear reactor, don't. It's not wise. But this also means that God's wisdom is at our fingertips. And until we apply it, until we incorporate it into our lives, we are fools because we have all this knowledge and we're not doing anything about it. Lindsay had a uh, verse that she spoke from in a few uh, sermons back, and it was about a mirror. You might remember it. It's found in the book of James, chapter 1. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. 
I'm going to be real. I'd feel pretty stupid if I did this. But the truth is, every time we read our Bible and we don't do something about it, we're being fools. We're doing some stupid things. If we do not act on the conviction that we feel when we open the Word of God, if we do not act on the conviction that we feel when we pray, then we're going to forget what uh, conviction feels like. If we don't implement God's Word, plain and simple, we are fools. So, the ultimate question, how do we stop being stupid? How do we apply what we have talked about? You know, we've, we've understand that wisdom comes from humility and that it doesn't come naturally and that we need to put it into action. But, okay, if we agree to all of these things, how do we do all of this? Well, I have a solution for you. And the solution is quite simple. Now, don't mistake that for being the solution is easy. Something can be simple, but not easy. This is going to take effort. And the first thing that we need to do is we need to admit we need help. When we admit we need help, we are humbling ourselves before a creator of the universe, the creator of the universe. We are humbling ourselves before the one that is more than capable to give us everything we need, to give us all the wisdom we could ask for. Matthew 7, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You see, wisdom, this, this verse makes it painfully clear. Wisdom is there for us. We have but to ask. Seek and you will find it. And it comes through multiple places, through reading our Bible, through prayer, but also through inviting our friends to navigate life together. And we can find wisdom in our mentors. You see, God has placed people in our lives so that He can speak through them to us. And what the wisdom that others have accrued can still apply to our lives. We have but to be open to it and admit we need help. And the next way that we can accrue wisdom, the next way that we need to apply knowledge is to learn to reflect on the past. Now hear me right, I didn't say live in the past, but reflect on it. You see, when we make a mistake, we always tell ourselves, we'll do better next time. I don't know about you, but I don't want there to be a next time. You see, if we don't, but if we don't stop to reflect on what we did wrong, then how can we hope to ever get it right? You see, we can learn a lot from the past. Not just ours, but someone else's. George Santayana is uh, attributed to a very powerful saying, and you might have even heard it before. Those who forget history are condemned to repeat it. They are incredibly haunting words, but how true are they? 
For once, I found a scripture in the Bible that puts something a little less eloquently. That was an eloquent quote. The Bible says it a lot more bluntly. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. Nice mental image right before lunch. Those of you looking to lose weight, you're welcome. <laughs> but it's true. If we don't take time to reflect on what has happened in the past, then we're fools. We learned nothing from our mistakes. Taking time to reflect on both success and failure is the mark of wisdom. And this brings us to the last thing that we need to do. And that is, you need, we need, to prepare to meet your maker. Now that's not a threat. I'm not threatening you guys. But that is an invitation. You see, who's ever gone to some form of a conference before? Or anywhere someone was going to speak and teach you something? And how many of you guys came prepared with a pen and paper? I, uh, I went to Exponential a few years back, and the first time I went there, I came with a pen and paper and a recording device, and I was bound, set, and determined to learn everything these people had to say about me. I was going to write down every powerful quote, every funny quip, and every thought-provoking statement. I was ready to learn. And the truth is, I learned a lot. I still go back and I listen to those recordings. I read through what, I've, what I wrote down. It has drastically changed how I operate in my ministry. It has drastically changed my life with God. And so my question is this. What if we approached God that way? What if we looked at our devotions and we were prepared to meet the creator of the universe? What if we came with pen and paper in hand, ready to hear what he has to say to us? Ready to write down all of the wisdom and the knowledge that he just is begging for you to open your heart to? How would that change your devotions? How would that change your life? You see, when we approach God and we ask to become wise, well, you better prepare for it. You better prepare to hear him speak. Because the truth is, he's going to. And here's the deal. How many of us can remember the first conversation we had last Tuesday? How can we hope to expect the devotions that we had last Tuesday to stick? And so, in light of all of this, I'm going to issue each one of us a challenge. Great, I already have to read a chapter a, week, a day. And this is a two-parter. And it's, it goes in conjunction with what we've been reading. And that is this. This week, as we have been reading Proverbs, what I want you to do is I want you to begin to journal. Journal how you can apply this daily chapter to your life. Just one thing you can change because of what you've read and what you're going to do with that knowledge. And the second part is this. I want you to find three people this week in this congregation, among your friends, uh, and I want you to ask 
how God has spoken to them through Proverbs, through what you've been reading. I want you to ask for their wisdom, what God's been speaking to them. Because the truth is, if you truly want to stop being dumb, then we need to start acting like we're wise. We need to start actually applying what we read. Please stand as we sing our last song.